Good afternoon, or morning. Morning. <laughs> hasn't, been hasn't been afternoon in a long time. I don't know what, what that was about. But good morning, everyone. For those that are uh, new, again, my name is Tim Shorey. I'm one of the pastors here. And uh, we would want you to know right from the start that we're a congregation who loves God's Word. Uh, we love the Bible. We love the Scriptures. And we spend a fair amount of time every week and every time we're together opening this book to hear from the Lord. So I want to invite you to turn in your Bibles uh, to the book of Romans, Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10 as we uh, bring to a conclusion a three-part series uh, in the book of Romans. Uh, Today's message being largely review and then application uh, for our lives, uh, and I am trusting and praying that God will, will speak to us. So Romans chapter 10, I'm going to read verses 1 through 15. The Apostle Paul is writing here uh, to believers uh, in the early church, early Christian church in the city of Rome. And he writes, brothers, and he implies, and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For being ignorant of the righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. For Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law, that the person who does the commandments shall live by them. But the righteousness based on faith says, do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful, indeed, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach, who proclaim, who herald, who sound forth the good news. Let me just ask for a show of hands, how many of you 
had someone somewhere in your past tell you the good news of Jesus? That's right. Look around. Keep your hands up and just look around. There's been a whole lot of beautiful feet in our lives. A whole lot of beautiful feet. If not for those people, you wouldn't be here. None of us would be here if not for the beautiful feet and the speaking lips of men and women and young people and children throughout history. How beautiful are the feet of those who proclaim good news. Our Father in heaven, would you please speak to us in these next few minutes and by the power of your Spirit, unite us in common faith and hope and mission for the glory of the name of Jesus. We pray it. Amen. Amen. Well, as many of you would know, Pat and Lynn Paris landed in Costa Rica this week. Uh, For those of you who don't know, our little church here just sent a very dedicated couple on an overseas one-year mission trip uh, to serve as teachers and as needed help for two of our partner churches. And we have done this even though these two people have been an incredible blessing Uh, to our church and a great and a steady uh, couple in the life of our congregation together. Humanly speaking, as I said a couple of weeks ago, Risen Hope Church would not exist without the vision, without the sacrifice, without the steadfast commitment of Pat and Lynn Paris. So as we sent them off, a couple of weeks ago, there is no wonder that that send-off was a mix of cheers and tears. Something similar happened in my life and ministry about 15 years ago. I was pastoring another small church in New Jersey uh, and had labored for a good deal of time, a matter of months, with one of the couples in our church to equip them and prepare them to lead our evangelism initiatives in our small congregation. And just literally days before we were going to launch them into this new ministry, the email landed in my box. This email told me that an orphanage south of the border needed a couple that had just the exact skill set and the heart for the fatherless that this couple had. As soon as I read the email, they came immediately to mind, and I had a battle go on in my heart. Do I press forward or do I press delete? Do I forward this message to Matthew and uh, Lee Dwinnells, or do I delete it and make believe it never happened? Do I advance the cause of the gospel, or do I, do I stay inward and selfward and usward? 
The sad news is, I have only seen Matt and Lee a handful of times now in the last 15 years. The glad news is that they have spent the last 15 years in ministry to fatherless children and street kids, both in Mexico and in the Philippines, and have reached with the gospel literally thousands of children. Sad news, happy news. It's kind of the nature of church life and mission. If in fact we are going to be what we are called to be, then these are the kinds of sacrifices and commitments that we need to make. Let's do a little bit of review to make sure that we're all in the same place here. Uh, What we are talking about is Romans 10 in action. Over the last couple of weeks, and by the way, if you have not been able to hear both of the previous messages, I would encourage you to listen to them because they really set the foundation for the application you're going to hear today. In these last couple of weeks, we have have seen that God's end, God's goal in all that He is doing is to reach all the nations all the ethnicities, all the people groups that are on this planet to create not merely a bicultural or even multicultural, but an omnicultural church. An omni, all cultures, all nations, all ethnicities gathered together in one spiritual nation and church that belongs to Him. That is God's goal as it's proclaimed throughout the Word of God. So it is our goal to join God in this great end. Some people wonder why we advocate going all over the world to proclaim the gospel when in fact there are lots of people right here in our neighborhood and in our backyard who have never heard the gospel. There are really two reasons why we do this. Number one, because God has told us to. That's good enough, but God has told us to. He has made it clear that we are to go into all the world proclaiming the gospel. And reason number two is a matter of fairness. The the reality is that by and large, people here have a much greater opportunity to hear about Jesus than people in other parts of the world do. It's not to say that we're not committed to hear. We are. We most certainly are committed to hear. Risen Hope Church, as I've begun to call it, Risen Hope Church of Delaware County is here. And it's in Drexel Hill and Havertown and Upper Darby and Philadelphia and Media and who knows who I'm forgetting in that mix. We are here and we are committed to neighbor love and faithful witness. And we, we are committed to offering ways for people to get to know Jesus. We're committed to saturate and going door to door. And we're committed to community days like the Prospect Park Food and Music Festival coming up in a few weeks. We are, we are committed to our communities, but it must not stay here. It must go there as well. If we are going to be fair, if you will, to the rest of the world, we have seen 
that we will never engage in this great mission to the world unless we see the world as God sees it. This is what we saw last week. How does God see the world? He sees the world as being in rebellion and under wrath and without excuse and in need of Christ. God, the book of Romans has told us, sees the world as in rebellion and under wrath and without excuse. And yet, despite all of that, Romans chapter 5, God demonstrates His love for us in that while we are still sinners in rebellion, under wrath, without excuse, Christ died for us. He gave His blood to be the atonement for our sins. He took and He drank every last drop of the wrath of God. He drank it in our stead and place on the cross. This is the Gospel. Yes, the world is in rebellion. The world is under wrath. The world is without excuse. But God commends His love to us. This is the Christian faith. This is it. Take this away. You've got nothing left, friends. There's nothing more to say. We've got nothing more to offer. We don't have wealth. We don't have fame. We've got nothing. But we've got Jesus. I feel like Peter with the lame man. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give to you. Rise up and walk in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Silver and gold, we don't have much of it. And I don't have a whole lot of healing powers, but we got the gospel. We got the name of Jesus Christ, and we can proclaim it in this generation, and we must proclaim it in this generation. Because you see, brothers, sisters, and friends, God's end is to reach the nations with His forgiving grace and love. And the means to that end is you and me. We are the means to that end. God could do it some other way. God could just shout from heaven into every corner, into every human heart and say, I am here, believe in me. But He hasn't chosen to do that. He does proclaim His existence. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament His handiwork. But the Gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, He has entrusted that to us. And He has said to us, He has said to us, now proclaim it. Proclaim it. Declare it. Live it. Live for it. Be willing to die for it. You are the means. I am the means to the end that God will reach all the nations. And that's what we've seen right here in Romans 10, right? Remember the sixth link? golden chain of gospel mission. Remember this? Salvation depends upon calling on the name of the Lord. And calling on the name of the Lord depends on believing in that name. And believing in that name depends on hearing that name. And hearing that name depends on somebody proclaiming that name. And proclaiming that name requires, it depends upon going where people are so that you can proclaim the name. And going depends on sending. That's the link, the gospel link <coughs> in Romans chapter 10. So, what link, what links are you 
am I in that gospel, golden gospel mission chain? What link, what links are we? What's in our future, individually and congregationally? What link, what links will God enable us to? Us to bring, us to add, us to be in His great mission to reach the world. Briefly put, we must proclaim wherever we are. We must go wherever people are. And we must send wherever we can't go. We must proclaim wherever we are. We must go wherever people are. We must send wherever we cannot go. I think in the normal reading of Romans 10, there is an emphasis in many Christians' hearts on the, the early parts of that golden link, right? You've got to hear, you've got to believe, and so forth. And we have to herald, we have to proclaim, and we have to go. There's that last link, we have to send. We have to send. How, how can they proclaim? How can they preach unless they are sent? Um, unless they are equipped and prepared and made ready to go. Unless this, this category of sending in the New Testament is a huge category in New Testament mission. We are, we are called to send people forth. Send them forth with our blessings. Send them forth with our provision. Send them forth with our prayer. Send them forth with our gifting and whatever else we can contribute to their work. We are to be a sending congregation. This is to be done individually as we have done with Pat and Lynn, as we have done with Joel and Samora Bain, we can do it individually or we can send by way of planting churches, other churches like ours. I don't know that we've talked enough about this in the past few years, but we are committed as a church that has been planted by our by our mother church, if you will, Covenant Fellowship Church. We would not exist if they had not sent us, if they had not released us to gospel work here in this part of the county. They sent us out. They planted a church. And we are committed to the same thing. We were talking about it as elders this week, that we, we want to make sure that this is registering for us as a congregation. We are here now. God has provided us a, a headquarters, but this headquarters is, does not exist so that we can get comfortable. This headquarters exists so that we can 
do stuff in, in this headquarters so that we can strategize and plan and work and serve in such a way that we reach more and more people and that we actually fill this place with people. That there, there are hundreds of people who are coming to this church and then we are able to send out. We are able to send out people to plant another church and then from there to another and there to another. This is, we believe, gospel mission. This is what we are called to. This is how Paul did it in the New Testament. Paul would go into an area and he would gather believers around him and then he would establish a church there and then he would move on and that church would reach its area and its region and it would plant more churches and more churches and this wonderful uh, chain of churches, if you will, going all the way back to the beginning of the Christian faith. This, this is how God builds His church. And this is that to which we are committed. We are committed to being a church not just where people come, but a congregation from which people go. And they go out on mission. And so I'm going to, in my few remaining minutes, I'm just going to, I'm going to give you five words to think about. Five words to think about to, to make sure that you are, you are signing up for what God is doing here. And that you are committed to it and that we are as well. And just because I was in the mood, these five words begin with the letter E. Okay? Enlist. Entreat. Edify. Endow. And envision. First of all, enlist. Enlist. Don't be sitting on the sidelines. God has called us to a great work. Don't be sitting on the sidelines. Don't be passive. Enlist in the work of God that God is doing here and in our communities and through this church around the world. Be a First of all, enlist as a follower of Christ. If you have never enlisted as a follower of Jesus, if you've never committed your life to Christ, Jesus said when He was here on earth to many people, follow Me, follow Me. And He says the same thing to you and to me. Follow Me, He says. Follow Me. When you follow Jesus, He leads you all the way into glory, all the way into heaven. If you never enlisted, if you've never followed Jesus, now's the day. Now's your opportunity. Do it right now. Just say, Lord Jesus, from this point on, I'm going to follow you. Enlist as a follower of Christ, but also enlist as a soldier of Christ or as an ambassador for Christ, as a man or a woman or a young person or a child who is committed. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to be counted and I'm going to proclaim and I'm going to go and I'm going to send and I'm going to do my part in this great kingdom work. Number one is enlist. Number two, entreat. Entreat. In other words, pray. Paul says in Romans 15 and verse 13, strive together with me in your prayers. Strive together with me in your prayers. Brothers and sisters, those who are engaged in courageous mission work desperately need our prayers. They desperately need our prayers. Pray for Pat and Lynn. 
pray as frequently as you possibly can for our dear brother and sister in the Lord, that the Lord would provide for them and strengthen them. And pray that the Lord will give them the gift of tongues so that they're able to just proclaim uh, in the language of the people the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray for miracles. Pray for amazing things to happen. Pray often. And by the way, communicate with Pat and Lynn that you are praying for them and with them. Communicate consistently your love and your support. Pray for Joel and Samora Bain in Jamaica. Pray that God would sustain the work that he has begun there and sustain our brother and sister in that work. Pray for our other mission partners. Maybe you want to become part of our global missions ministry so that you can more consistently get updates. If you are interested, see Carrie Heisler, who is our deacon of global missions. If you want to engage even more deeply in prayer, I encourage you to go to the side room after our worship today. There are materials there, various materials, but among them are prayer guides and helps for mission work around the world. Pick those things up. Everything there is free. Take it and use it and implement it in your prayer life. Pray for Risen Hope Church. Pray that God would unify us, that we would stand together for the gospel in this generation. Pray that we would be on mission and fulfill the calling that God has given to us. So we enlist and we entreat and then we edify. We edify. It's not enough to plant a church. We must build it. We must build it. We must edify, build up, and build strong right here. This, this church and its future effectiveness in gospel mission is largely dependent on its present commitment of its members to build up. I was thinking of Nehemiah this morning as he was getting ready to, to rebuild the wall and he says to the people, arise and build. Arise and build. Brothers and sisters in Christ, Risen Hope Church family, arise and build. There's a work to do. Come here each Sunday ready to build up and build strong. Come here each Sunday ready to step toward people you don't know. People who are not your friends. People who may be on the outside looking in. Reach into their lives. Pull them into your life. Speak encouragement. Speak love. Speak strength. Build up. Edify. This church needs to be Establish, come and get involved at every level of church life. Come to serve, come to welcome, come to invest, come to encourage. We, we need to edify our hope and our future in terms of being effective and having an impact for the gospel depends in some measure on the strength and stability of this congregation. So brothers and sisters, if we're sitting on the sidelines, it's time to get up, get up off the bench and get into the game and start engage. Let us know of your willingness to build and build up, and let's watch what God does. Number four, endow or give. Endow or give. Be a generous people. 
for the sake of the gospel mission. Uh, we let you know, and if you're not a member of Risen Hope uh, Church, you're, um, right at this moment, you're going to be just kind of eavesdropping on a little family business here as, as a church, but that's okay. Um, we don't talk much. We don't preach much about giving in this church from time to time as is appropriate and as is needed. Um, But we are not afraid to talk about giving, and there are times when it really needs to be talked about, and now is one of those times. We are um, in a moment where our um, monthly giving is running about a $5,000 a month deficit uh, from uh, over the last several months. So we have been uh, doing a variety of things to close that gap. Um, one of them is we've been, we've been drawing down, we have a rainy day fund that God very graciously, through your generosity, God very graciously has allowed us to, to store up and we've been uh, drawing down from that and we'll continue to do that uh, for a while. We have made very real cuts uh, throughout our budget in order to be as careful and deliberate as we can. We've even included a temporary reduction of our support of uh, Sovereign Grace Churches. And these are very real uh, things that we have done to be responsible stewards uh, of the gospel. And, uh, but these are not permanent. These are temporary. And we are committed to restoring them once God gets us uh, back on our feet, so to speak, in these next few months. But one of the things we need to encourage is that if you are benefiting from the life of this church in any way, to be faithfully giving to the life of the church. And I know there's all kinds of debate over uh, the biblical idea of tithing. Are we to give a tenth of our income or not? Many of us believe that is just a basic biblical concept that we are to practice. But even if you don't, I think everybody agrees that in Scripture, generosity actually went beyond tithing. And it, it, was, it was sacrificial and it was costly. In a very real sense, you could say, you're not really giving in a Bible way until it hurts. Until it costs you something. So let's continue to give and give generously. And if you're not, then we want to encourage you to pray about that, think about that, and commit to it. And just a couple of pastoral notes about that. Number one, we are grateful. Like I just said a minute ago, the fact that we have a rainy day fund to draw down is a symbol and a sign of your generosity and your faithfulness. Thank you. We are a grateful pastoral team. Number two, we are ignorant. Uh, you may not know this, but it's a policy here. We don't know what anyone gives. I have no clue what anyone gives in this congregation, and we're committed to keeping it that way because our ministry is not going to be decided on who's giving and who's not giving or how much are people giving. We know nothing about any of that, and that's a policy and a commitment and a promise. It will stay that way. We are grateful. We are ignorant. But let me say this too. We are, we are in it with you. We are in it with you. Please know that this encouragement to give, first of all, comes 
to us. Um, that we as pastors, we are each committed to a tithing and beyond generosity. And on top of that, we have decided that until the Lord stabilizes things a bit, we are each taking a 5% uh, salary cut for the time being until the Lord strengthens the foundation and rebuilds what He has begun to build here. We are in this with you. This is for the sake of the Gospel. This is for the sake of the mission. This is so that we can be a church impacting Delaware County and beyond. This is so that we can have a local and global impact for the Gospel. This is so that we can send individuals and so that we in God's time can send out a church planting group into a new community. Let's all come together and make sacrifices to make this happen. And finally, I can't remember the first four points in my brain right now, but I know I've just done so well in my preaching today. You know them all right now, right? I don't remember the first four right at the moment, but the last one is this, envision. Envision. Friends, can you envision what God wants to do here and around the world? In Romans 15, Paul talks about how he was ambitious. He made it his ambition to preach the gospel where it had never been preached before. He was a man who, who got hold of a vision of reaching unreached peoples. Can, can you capture a vision for what God wants to do here? Can you see this building full? I can see it full. Can you see this building and this congregation being a congregation that reaches beyond two miles, five miles, ten miles, reaches in ever-expanding ways into new areas and new regions. The church that planted us, Covenant Fellowship, has planted a dozen churches spreading the Gospel all over the place. Oh, why, would to God that, that we would get at least our one or two. How many of you want one or two? Uh, let's, let's do this. Let's do this. And I'm not trying to be a cheerleader here. I am just trying to apply the biblical call to mission to this location to this group of people so let us can we do this what what's the first what's the first e enlist enlist and then what entreat and then what edify because you can't build strong elsewhere where you're not strong here edify number 4 Endow, give, be generous to overflowing. And number five, envision. Capture a vision. Have a kind of holy, godly ambition. And let's watch what God does among us. To His glory. To His glory. For, as Paul puts it in Romans chapter 11, it is from Him and through Him, and to Him, that all things are, to Him be the glory forever and ever.
and the people of God say, Amen. And I just looked at my watch and realized, oh my, I went long. I hope you don't mind. Okay, let's pray. Father in heaven, ultimately this is in no way about us and all about you. For apart from you, we can do and we can be nothing, but we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So, Lord, would you raise us up as a a mighty congregation, not mighty in our own strength, but mighty in the strength that you supply. Would you please raise us up, build us strong, build us deep, Build us up so that the name of Christ might be heard. And oh Lord, we will give you thanks. And would you please be with Pat and Lynn, with Joel and Sam with all of our partners and those who are not technically our partners but they are dear brothers and sisters in Christ around the world would you please be with them and Jesus would you please keep your promise that you will build your church and the gates of hell will not be able to stand against it to your praise and glory and now And now may the love and grace and courage given by our Lord Jesus Christ through His Spirit from the Father, may it be with us all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Do not hurry off. Make sure that you are enjoying fellowship, building relationships, befriending, extending hand of fellowship and welcome. God bless you. God keep you. And we do have an Explore class that will be meeting in just a couple of minutes. And if you don't see me, it's because I'm going to teach that. So uh, enjoy fellowship. God be with you all. Amen. Amen. Amen.